welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host. I am delighted to introduce to you Shaw. He, now, he's a trap artist out of Toronto, Canada, where his music has actually brought him to the Atlanta, Atlanta music scene. And um, his breakout single, Just Text, has been thriving and trendsetting in Atlanta. And uh, he has been named by Complex Magazine as Trap's newest star. Shaw, welcome to a new podcast. It's great to have you with us tonight. Thank you, Don. Thanks so much for having me. Very, very happy to be here. What's up? What's up? What's going on? What's up? I know you just landed in Miami. Um, yep. Get, tell us a little bit about why you're there. So my um, engineer and longtime producer, Eddie, who I'm actually texting right now, to let him know um, that I'm here. He moved down from New York. Um, a couple weeks ago, so sort of just expanding what we've been doing to uh, include Miami. So now this is my first time coming down here to like, you know, get to work with him. But then also Miami was one of the first cities outside of Atlanta to get behind me. Um, okay. Like my DJ, Swamp Izzo, who's Cash Money's sort of official DJ, and Cash Money has got Miami sort of like that's the crown jewel of their network. So mm -hmm. Swamp is good in Miami. And then when Just Text started doing its thing, then he's like, all right, let's hit the road. And then we went out to uh, I went out to Miami. So this was like this was two, two years, July 4th, two years ago okay. was my first my first trip. And now Miami sort of stayed like one of the first cities outside of Atlanta to really show me a lot of love. Okay, nice. Now you were just at the 2019 SXSW and also uh, you were featured in the BuzzFeed community series covering Atlanta's hottest rappers. Um, what can you tell us about the SXSW? And I want to know also about uh, Rachel Ray's feedback and did you get to meet her and eat her food? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, SXSW, it's South by Southwest is the, the festival. And it's like, you know, the big uh, breakout festival for new artists. It's more of, um, uh, I guess, guitar music is the bread and butter. But there is a lane for rappers. And I was you know, blessed enough to be selected. And then I got some attention there. So, yeah, so there's this BuzzFeed series that's, included me in a few um a few it's covered me a few different times so i think beginning at the super bowl in atlanta and then nba all-star game and then it's south by southwest so they've been showing a lot of love i'm not someone who actively pursues um a lot of press but i do have now people who sort of i guess are just like helping out i think that maybe in how how we connected people who just believe in me who are like hey i want to get you a bit more shine because I'm still an independent artist doing it out here. Right. And then the uh, Rachel Ray, what was it called? Rachel Ray. Feedback. It was, 
yeah. feedback. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little house. So she does a big, big, giant party every South by that's, you know, like 10, 20,000 people. And then this is the sort of little like house party that happens, I guess, at night or like, you know, before and after, like a little sort of private mm-hmm. party. But it's still substantial. There's still like, you know, one or 200 people out there. There's great food. They, you know, she's probably picked the recipe or picked the, the menu. There's other mm-hmm. people cooking it. But uh, it was excellent. That really was one of the like most enjoyable parties. It's South by Southwest is one of these moments where a lot of brands, a lot of brands that you know are cool that I get behind, mm-hmm. are going in. They're spending a lot of money to get a, to get the attention that's out there to have people like me, but also just fans come through and build brand awareness. So there's a lot of fun. That's okay. with like open bar and all the food you can eat. There's a lot of these options out there, which is great for someone who just wants to have fun. But this one did stand out a little bit. Rachel Ray's party. So shout out Rachel Ray. Um, and she was having a lot of fun. She was turning up. So, yeah, I didn't know a lot about her before this joint, but I'm a, oh, I love her. She's yeah, awesome, I'm, I'm, she? I'm with her. I'm with <laughs> her. Now. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about your latest single, Poison. So Poison is my latest single, like you said. And one thing that the success in Atlanta has done is that I guess it's given me the... It's put me in a zone where I feel now like like I can be a little bit more vulnerable. And I can be a little bit like... There's no barrier to just being honest with my fans and the new people out there who haven't discovered Mm -hmm. me yet. Uh, about like you know the darker side of things and like the sadness in life and the sort of things that maybe in the past I wouldn't have talked about just you know because you I I felt and sometimes I still feel the need to like keep up the facade of everything's great and everything's perfect and and shit's hot and autumn and everything's with me whereas it's like well the reality is it's really tough you know I'm I'm out here sort of on my own and I have a small team of people that believe in me mm-hmm. and but it's still like every win is a grind and right. just because I'm just because there's winning taking place doesn't mean that like you know that life's not hard and I think that it took something for me to be able to just be open about all that Mm-hmm. Um, and Poison was the first song where it's like, okay, like, yo, you're talking about things that are not shiny and not like everything is great and not just the regular bragging type bars that um, that I have, or 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 it's not a story about reminiscing, or it's 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 not just impressive lyrics. It's mm-hmm. like get, getting into something deep, and that's the wave I'm on right now, like like all these songs that I'm going to record this weekend with Eddie, there is like a darker, there's a dark side to it that is new for me. But it's um, also yeah. real. It's real. It's definitely it's real. real. Right. Yeah. And and I think that will pull people to it more than anything. Because nobody I wants, so. you know, not everybody's all unicorns and rainbows. So there you go. Right. Now, right. You have an upcoming tour in May and June, and it's your first tour out of America. Um, yep. Tell us about that, and where can we catch you here in the U.S.? 
So the tour sort of what sparked what was a something that sparked out of um, South by Southwest. So okay. South by basically like the whole industry comes to Austin looking for the next big thing. And then, you know, you really need to have your opportunities pop out of pop out of there. And one of the ones <laughs> that sort of closed for me was this Europe tour. So it's myself and a couple other Canadian artists okay. starts in Amsterdam, I think on the 16th. So in like, you know, less than two weeks goes into Rotterdam goes into Luxembourg, goes into, you know, countries that I barely heard of. And then um, then it goes to Central Europe a little bit. And then it ends up in Poland and okay. then and then ends up back in France. So right now the end of it is June and then I'll be back in America. So the next show that you can catch me in America will be, let's see... The next show will be, I think, possibly in, well, I know my next show in North America will be, I'm doing the North, uh, the Northern Touch Music Festival at the end of June in Winnipeg. So that's okay. the, the next date that I know I have uh, back on this side of the world. Okay, nice. And then we'll definitely keep our ears open for new music that's going to be dropping. I know that... You said you'll be recording while you're there in Miami. So now at what age did you know um, or were you inspired to get into music and, and know that you wanted to do what you're doing now? So this is a, this is a, a common question. I'm still not like sure. Like there's not one answer right now, I guess. But, you know, in high school, I I loved rapping and I knew I was good at it and I had something, but I didn't have the drive or I didn't have that thing in me that was like, all right, this is going to be it. And I wish I did. And, 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 uh, and then I went and did school. And that's the biggest regret of my life that I went and did school. Cause if I could look back now, I would have dropped out of high school and just made this thing happen. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, when I go and do talks and things like that, because I'm I'm a positive individual, I, I I I value that one of the things that people take away from my art is being empowered and being uplifted and being inspired. That really means a lot to me, and I and I believe that I'm a positive individual, but I'm also very realistic. And then if you got it. If you've got something, then, and you're smart enough to figure it out, or you're surrounded by people who have your back and they'll ensure that you'll figure it out, then don't waste time. So yeah, so if you're so I, I, so that's my biggest regret. Not not so much just that I didn't drop out of high school, but then I kept doing school, mm -hmm. college, and and I I did more because I'm a smart guy. Like I can do well at, at school, but then, you know, at some point, then you know maybe around. At some point, still in school, it was like, nah, this isn't it. This, 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 this just isn't it. And then, so I guess around 2013 was when it was like, all right, like, you know, this is, this is the thing that you should be doing. And then, but it still wasn't until 2016. So, 
it'll be in 2016 may was when mm -hmm. i dropped my first single so it'll okay. be three years oh actually three years now three years ago now it was the um uh first single that i mm -hmm. dropped where it's like okay you know you need like you have distribution you have marketing and you have to promote and then back then blogs mattered a little bit so right it was like so that was when the things really began but i've been doing this for a lot longer okay okay now for you what is your favorite part about being underground over mainstream um and staying independent that's a great question. The best part, that's a good question because it makes me, like thinking about it, makes me sort of appreciate the aspects of being independent. Because mm -hmm. normally every day it's like, uh, there's, it's exhausting because like you're doing all the work, you're doing all the work, right? Right. Um, but the, the benefit is that no one can tell me anything. It's, the, it's that, like, the benefit of doing all the work and being in charge is that you're doing all the work and that you're in charge. So mm -hmm. how that manifests is that creatively, no one can tell me anything. Creatively, it's like, hey, we, we're we on a wave. So right now, it might not be, the, like, strategically, there's no one to be like, oh, you know what? Like, things are going well with you putting out this sort of more catchy mainstream music. Mm-hmm. So you going towards being more like, you know, vulnerable and darker and all that, that might not be like no one can say that. Like no one or, or no one can say that in a way where um it's it has to influence me. Right. There's no one that can say yes like, there's no one that can say no. <laughs> so that's probably something that I should appreciate more and that's definitely like the strength of being um like an an independent. I guess another positive is that you keep everything. So all the money that comes in, all the royalties and all that, that's all mine, owning the right. masters, all that. So beyond creativity on the business end, you know, you have to work a lot harder and do a lot more thinking and a lot more strategizing in a world <laughs> where, you know, things aren't out in the open. Right. But those are the positives. Keep everything and you decide everything. Right. Absolutely. And I want to ask, too, um, who, who inspires you, Shah? Yeah, that's, that's, Tupac is definitely the artist that inspires me. And... You know, it's like I didn't get to experience Tupac like when he was alive, really. But even still, like, you know, there's something about Tupac that remains relevant. Um, and then beyond that, I would say that then there is like, cause Tupac was inspiring, but the music is also good. Right. So, cause there's a lot of artists that have got bars and they're saying something in there that is inspiring or motivational, like immortal technique, maybe 10, like when George Bush was president, immortal technique was like saying some shit. Um, you know, Nipsey Hussle is someone who is definitely inspiring. Absolutely. Um, but Pac, was Pac is definitely number one up there. Uh, another sort of, I guess, type of inspiration that I found in Atlanta is the sort of 
the music where artists are just <laughs> sort of being real, putting out their stories, making themselves vulnerable, talking about the darkness in their lives. Right. In a way that's still catchy, in a way that's like, yo, this this sounds good, but then if you're listening to what they're saying, there's something here because, you know, Atlanta artists mm-hmm. or whatever mumble rappers or whatever people want to call us get knocked for not having depth. But then there is there are all these Atlanta artists where it's it's just might be something that people can't catch or people don't catch. But then beyond that, the people that inspire me are sort of Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and okay. Gandhi. So that's where that's where I get my inspiration from. My dad is a revolutionary as well. So that's an ongoing big source of inspiration. Okay. What's the story behind just text? story behind just text is uh, it's so wild i'm at the airport right now and telling the story so <laughs> i got uh, de- detained by the feds uh coming into the states from new york and um it happened once before so i had already lawyered up and the lawyer was excellent charles lord and he mm-hmm. was guy he was guiding me on what to do and then you know we thought we'd be good but then i got I got sort of detained again. And then uh, they're supposed to take away all your phone and all that, but whatever, they slept on it. So I still had it and I'm texting him, yo, so what do I do, blah, blah, blah. And he's quarterbacking me. I ended up I ended up getting detained for like 12 hours. So I missed my flight. That's so horrible. People, yeah, right, it was, it was. So then, but the, but the, you know, silver lining or the blessing that came out of it was that my people in New York who were waiting for me start texting me like yo what's up where you at like flight flight should have been landed and then um you know how when you're texting and the call comes up you can't do anything until the call goes away right right so then i would just text them back and be like you know you click custom and then you text like yo stop texting like like stop calling i'm texting the lawyer and then finally i'm just be like just text just text just text like don't call me just text right. just text and then it clicked. It's like, wait, this is something that everyone can relate to. This is something that everyone experiences. It might not be in as dire circumstances as I was in at that moment, but mm-hmm. it's something that will resonate with people. So then I'm someone, I don't, I don't believe this. Everything happens for a reason. I know that's something that people say and it feels good, but I don't believe that because then what's the reason that police are killing innocent kids in America? What's the reason right. that innocent people are having their land stolen and having, you know, armies kill children? There, I don't, I don't believe that everything happens for a reason or, I, or, yeah. But I do believe that when anything happens good or bad but especially in tragedy you can find something to take away that will make your life transform moving forward mm-hmm. right and that served that sort of mentality has served me very well in my life and in that moment it's like all right this is it this like just text this is the thing and then that ended up being my breakout my breakout single and that that whole episode is that me like that whole situation uh, that sort of forced me into 
I guess that forced me into a status where I couldn't really be like out in the open. I needed to only be in sort of sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. E- even even New York was sort of like a bit too much heat because like you know my address was sort of like that's where i reported taxes it's like you know the government was aware of everything so it's like Mm -hmm. that led me to that led me to atlanta which i had known was the championship city of rap but coming from toronto being a toronto guy who was in new york i never considered going to the south so i went there for what's supposed to be a show and it's like yo hey we got there's shop fans here there's like this place is ready and then mm-hmm. just Atlanta Atlanta being ended up being the launch pad. So so that was like a blessing and that's the story behind Just Text. Okay. Okay. Now what are your long term goals as an artist? I know you also are doing a video series that you gotta fill us in on too. So the video series sort of I guess captures me as an artist and I do believe that relative to a lot of rappers i am someone who appreciates art across the board like i appreciate fine art i appreciate video i appreciate different genres so the visual series was a way to bring that all together bring together my interest in art and video and music and it's a series that captures sort of my life or follows my story my journey in real life with each single so each single comes out the video a video comes out to accompany it that takes off where the previous video ended so that's that's something that'll follow me for my career and then my long-term vision for myself and my team is really to be able to impact culture and is to use my influence to do good. And that sounds sort of vague in general and the specific sort of lane that right now really speaks to me and where I feel compelled to make change is is using my influence and i'm just talking 20 years down the line but mm-hmm. to use my influence as an artist who you know has the attention of rap listeners to impact the way that we treat like women and girls because obviously there's a huge amount of inequality in the world right like right there's huge amount of racism huge amount of sexism huge amount of you know homophobia whatever all these problems that exist but then it's like all right where can you have an impact and like the same way that i think when bernie sanders talks to white people about racism or or bernie sanders as as a jew talking to other jews about yo like what we're doing over here in palestine is kind of fucked up when he says it it resonates the same way that as a male as a rapper when I talk to my audience, I'm like, listen, like, this world's not really fair. Like, things aren't valid, balanced between men and women. Like, right. we have this shit easier. They have this shit harder. And then from there, so, and I can say that in a way with that it lands 
in a way where it's not coming across as like defensive or complaining. It's just reality. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I can take it to all sorts of different extents. And right now, because one thing as an artist, I really think that is lame is preaching. So as important as it is to be able to use your platform for a message and to create change, if you do it wrong, it's not going to land and it's going to sound lame. So then you need to sort of figure out the way to do it. Right now, it's like the thing that works is because this is sort of a new concept. When people when people put it, when people hear it for the first time, they're still I still have fans that that might be the first time that they're thinking about, oh, shit, you know what? The world really isn't fair. Like, as a guy going home at night, I don't have to worry about, shit, someone snatching me into a car or something like that, right? That's never a concern in my head. So that might be the first time that one of my fans has thought about that. And then the place right now that I'm getting everyone to is that, so this world isn't fair, so at least don't make it worse at least control your control your behavior control who you are so at the very least you are not contributing to this gap Chaos. to this inequality right. and then from there transforming behavior to actually create good so that's that's sort of my long-term plan and then beyond just gender inequality it's you know really having the world be a beautiful place and a positive place where we're driven by creating positive change. That's the, the ultimate long-term goal. But, you know, the tangible interim one is, is addressing that, mm -hmm. that gap in equality between men and women. Okay. Well, where can our audience follow you to keep up with everything that you've got going out on and when your music comes out? So across the board, everything is Day of Shah. I'm Shah, S-H-A-H, -H, and across the board, it's Day of Shah. So Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, so if you want to catch the video series, mm -hmm. YouTube.com slash Day of Shah. But, you know, uh, social media, and I, I, I actually intended to go on stories today and put it out to my fans, but this is, some, this is a place where I need, I need help. So I'm actually going to start bringing my fans involved more because mm -hmm. there's right now there's a disconnect with how we use how rappers use social media and there's a way to have a much more meaningful connection some rappers do a great job of and for me it's sort of like all right here's my day here's what i'm doing but um yeah so that's that's one thing that people can look forward to seeing my fans actually driving my social media a lot more powerfully uh, this summer mm -hmm. okay now for our audience i've provided all the links for you on our platform on shah's bio page a new podcast.com just click his picture all of his links are there. Check out his music. You can stream it right there and purchase it from there. And Shaw, if there's one thing you want to say to the world, what would it be? I say that it's 2019. Everyone's going to die. Do what you really want to do in life. Follow your dreams so that every day feels good. Now, if you're someone who is content to work and you want the structure of someone else just writing a check that's 
great. That is needed in this world. There's people who are needed to do the work. But if you're drawn to living your dream, if you, if you have a dream, then you can do it right now. And all it takes is a plan and grinding and figuring it out. So I really want to, like I said, the, the thing that makes me feel best about what I do is the fact that I inspire people and empower people and uplift people. And that is something that anyone can do in 2019. So make that happen. Amen. And I want to thank you for being a new guest here on a new podcast. Um, for our audience, if you like this episode, be sure to click like, share so other people can enjoy it and subscribe to keep up with other new guests. And if you feel fit, to buy me a cup of coffee once a month for bringing you these episodes, you can do so at our anchor.fn platform under a new podcast. This is Dawn Piercy and Shaw signing off. What Until up? Until next what up, time. What up? Keep it real.